Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Ishan Akbar, welcoming you to 929, the award-winning podcast from Fiverr.com. In today's episode, we're getting a lesson that is out of this world. Our guest this week is someone who's been up to space not once, not twice, but three times. He's an astronaut and author, it's Chris Hadfield. During his time in space, and especially as a commander, Chris had a massive responsibility on his shoulders, which is why he's telling us what spaceflight taught him about decision-making. So, Chris, what is the lesson you want to share with us today? The lesson that I'd like to share today is what spaceflight taught me about decision-making skills. I think it's very important, especially in times like a pandemic, that we all realize that we're the product of our own decision-making to a large degree, that you should set yourself dreams and then take on the responsibility of daily decisions to try and turn yourself into a person on, on a recurring, patient, tenacious basis every single day to turn yourself into that person you're dreaming of. It's possible and it creates an interesting life. And, and it's sort of in my credo since I was a little boy. That sounds like the kind of thing you need a tremendous amount of self-discipline and endurance for. Is that something that can be taught or is it just innate to certain people? Well, you make decisions constantly, right? What, what am I going to eat next? What am I going to read? What am I going to watch? You constantly, inevitably, make those decisions. And, and they, they define who you are. You're not what you set out to be. You're, you're just the sum total of all the little decisions you made in your life. So you're already making those decisions anyway, Ishan. So, so why not make the decisions that serve you best, that, that, you know, that, that help drag the improbable herd of sheep that is your life and in the direction of the field that you want to get to, you know? So I'm not sure that it takes any sort of great self-discipline or, or endurance. I think uh, it just takes sort of a mindfulness of what am I going to do next? We, you know, as non-astronauts, I guess you can call us muggles. We sometimes, <laughs> our, our reference point for how astronauts become what they become is or the training you see in the movies and things like this, have you found that the training that you did prepared you for that time you were in space, that decision-making that you're talking about? Or when you're in space, does it all go out of the proverbial window, which you can't open, of course? How does that work? Yeah, the, the perception that people have from movies, it, you know, it's like watching a police show or a doctor show or something. It's comical or, or maybe a, uh, a podcast uh, stand-up comedian life show, <laughs> you know, it is so far removed from reality because you're trying to turn daily life into entertainment. Uh, an astronaut's life is one very much of study and visualization of things going wrong. And uh, a slightly indirect but, but complete answer to your question may be that after my first flight, because I flew in space three times and spent about half a year off the Earth over those three flights, when I returned from my first flight, we landed in Florida 
And we had a quick turnaround, and then we got on the airplane that took us back to Houston. And at Houston, at the Johnson Space Center, they have a lovely little welcoming ceremony of the people that contributed directly to your flight. I was thinking, what am I going to tell everybody? It occurred to me that nothing went as planned. Nothing. I mean, everything constantly went wrong. And yet, everything was somewhere within the scope of what we trained for. And so I think uh, the training came through in in absolutely necessary and flying colors in that, um, yeah, it's what prepared us to be able to deal with the inevitability of all the things going wrong like they did during STS-74, my first uh, my first space flight. When you had that realization that not everything went to plan and I had to entrust in my own decisions, did you feel like you could trust yourself more to make decisions going forward? On, on my third space flight, I, I was the pilot of a Russian rocket ship called the Soyuz, a little capsule, flying out of Baikonur, Kazakhstan, just, you know, south of Russia to the right of the Aral Sea. My dad, who was in his 80s, He'd come to Florida for my launches there, but he, he wasn't coming to Baikonur, Kazakhstan for my launch. So he sent word from my brother uh, of what, what he wanted to tell me before I launched. You've worked really hard to get here, and you've studied, and you've, you've been through a lot of wickets to now be asked to command a spaceship. Trust yourself. You're going to have to make decisions where you can't ask anybody else. And you've gotten to the point in life where your valued reason judgments are probably going to be as good as any you're going to get from somebody else. So this is a time in life to trust yourself. And I, I, those words were in my head throughout the five months that I was on the International Space Station afterwards. And I think it was good advice. You know, when I was 18, and nobody should have trusted me, you know, I, I sure shouldn't yeah. have trusted myself. But, but within my particular piece of life, yeah, I've gotten to the point where I do trust my own judgment. Did going into space teach you any unexpected lessons? I, it sounds cliche. I was gobsmacked at how beautiful and tough our world is. I, I did two spacewalks. I was outside the ship for 15 hours, so that's 10 times around the world, outside, where there's nothing between me and the Earth but just the, you know, the safety perspex plastic of my visor. To see the world that way, in all of its reality, I I think what surprised me maybe was for the first time in my life, I had a visceral sense of just how old this rock underneath our feet is. You know, four and a half billion, such a big number, it's hard to imagine. But also, while we were on the spaceship, we went from one side of the sun to the other, like halfway around six months. So so halfway around the solar system while I was on board. And so I watched summer and winter uh, swap ends on the world. You know, the, the snows of the north and, and the greening up. And I, it, it struck me towards the end of my flight that um, I was watching the world breathe. And I, it's as if you just watched, a, a, some would take one breath out of four and a half billion breaths of years. And, and that, that sense of the age and the self-refreshing nature of the planet and the toughness of it, the resilience of it, it made me very factually aware of our planet, but in an optimistic way, because it's much easier to be pessimistic. It kind of forgives all ills. But that experience made me eternally optimistic about life on Earth. Tell us about the decision-making process that led to you writing a book, The Apollo Murders, and tell us a bit more about the book as well. I've written three other books, but I, I've you know worked with a, a big team of people to write those books. But I thought maybe at this stage, 
with the experience that I've had, maybe I can do something quite different. When you've had a very rare human experience, what do you do with it? Like, like if, if you, next week, if you walked in the moon for two hours and then you came back to Earth, what, what would you now do with that experience? You know, would you keep it to yourself? Would you just tell your family and your new puppy? Would you, would you write a book about it? Would you make a movie? You know, what would you do with a radically different, rare human experience? And I've tried to share it as best I can, you know, all the different sort of media things that make sense, because it seems to me a shame to squander it. And so I thought, what if I could write a fiction book that would be 100% factual in in everything that I could, and and so that it really gave people an understanding of what the people are like and what spaceflight is actually like, and and where for a large part of it, you know, I didn't have to ask anybody because those are things that I've done. And I'm really proud of the result. And and the initial indications of the book are that it tells the story well. So I'm delighted because it was a lot of work. But, um, you know, it it doesn't come out till October. But and I'm really hoping that the reaction will be what I was what I was thinking of in that people will be thrilled and excited by the story. But they'll also come away, you know, looking at space flight and looking up at the moon a little differently. It goes without saying, Chris, that I could talk to you for hours on end just hearing you regale tales of being in space. So thank you so much for your time with us on 929. What an inspiring and at times emotive chat. I really loved hearing about Chris watching the earth breathe. Wow. Chris taught me that formal training has its place in giving you the tools you need to trust your judgment when making unexpected decisions. 929 is a part of the Fiverr family and Fiverr is the digital marketplace for freelancers. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you again very soon. Goodbye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.